Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and uh, we have this magical ruby MacGuffin to deal with this week, and boy, you know, I remember, I remember the Green Ranger saga and how it was very exciting to me, and some other sagas that aren't coming to mind right now, but this whole Phantom Ranger thingy is... is We'll talk about it, but it's not doing it for me that much, folks. I hate to to break it to you. Uh, it's right it's, at the top it's of worth that examining. Episode. Like, is it is it this bad because we know it doesn't go anywhere, or would it just be that bad if like? I, yeah, I couldn't tell. I mean, we could talk about it a little bit before we we do our other stuff. But um, if you listen to last episode, uh, we sort of mentioned it, we were a little bored. Oh wait, hold on. I'm Zach. This is Mike. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. And this is Fabi. Hi, I'm Fabi. I was just going to let you, honestly. It was going to be like the first Let's Steal that me and Cassie recorded, where we didn't introduce ourselves at all. Uh, I was going to let us do that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I I remembered. Listen, I mean, that's a weird thing to do on your first episode. We're we're coming up on like 250 here. No, no, no. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, fuck you. I don't fucking care. (laughs) You're listening to my podcast. I'm not listening to your podcast. You should know who I am. That's right. Um, but yes, yeah, so you last week we started to mention like uh, it's not like it was bad. It was just a little, little boring. And I, for this being the your sort of mid season big arc, which is sort of how it often goes. Um, it's just not that interesting. And like you said, Mike, I don't know if that's because. It's all about the Phantom Ranger, and we know that he's nobody, or or well, not that he's nobody, but that it doesn't go anywhere. Who who he um, is will never be revealed, and it makes right. a lot of stuff retroactively weird. Like if 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 this was a blind watch through, like if somehow no mm-hmm. one on this pod, like if somehow we started a Power Rangers rewatch podcast and no one had seen the show before. And we'd somehow managed to avoid spoilers for it for literal decades. And we also somehow managed to make it most of the way into Turbo. 
and didn't know that this plotline didn't go anywhere under those magical circumstances, I suspect this would be more compelling. Yeah, but but we know, like, you know, we knew who the Gold Ranger was and we knew who the White Ranger yeah, was and stuff like that. we knew who they were. Here, like, there's no, even if it was a bad resolution, the fact that there's no, like, resolution just feels bad. Yeah, that's fair. That, that is a, that is kind of a good point, where our knowledge of who the Gold Ranger was made all the stuff leading up to it weird in a different way. Uh, yeah. And, and like, the, the White Ranger saga worked even though we knew who it was, because, well, one, it from watching it, it wouldn't have been hard to figure out even if we didn't know. Uh, but also, like, there there's... Basically, uh, both between the Gold Ranger reveal and the uh, Phantom Ranger not, like non-reveal, they're both things that make the previous shit weirder in retrospect. That's like, true. The Gold Ranger reveal isn't weird because of who the Gold Ranger is. It's, it's weird, weird because, because of yeah, because yeah. of like what the fuck was going on with Billy and stuff like right. that. Um, right. Yeah. This, this yeah, is kind so- of getting back to like relitigating a bunch of old stuff, but like this episode. They're they're pushing this romance between Cassie and the Phantom Ranger more yeah. and more with each passing episode, and that's the shit that makes it the weirdest. Like, if if the Phantom Ranger was just some of this mysterious stranger and we never found out who he was, like that that would be kind of a bummer all on its own. But they dedicate so much screen time to Cassie yeah. having a crush on this mystery I don't even want to say mystery man. We don't we, Fuck, we don't know what's going that's on. That's the thing, and that's also something that that I know that like my knowledge of this series screws with because um, Adrian ca- caught this episode with me, and she was like, "So what does he look like?" And I was like, "Well, I don't <laughs> know because a they never showed you, but also in Power Rangers there are species that just like that's their mm-hmm. face. That's what they look like, right? So Magnet like, Def- well, the first Magnet Defender." Right. So I don't know. That's something also where it's like, oh, well, they probably didn't intend at the time for me to interpret that as what he Mm -hmm. looks like. Yeah. But but now my brain is sort of like, well, is it a person? Is it an alien that just looks like a motorcycle helmet? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) So I don't know. It's it's interesting. But. We're going to talk about the episode. Before we do that, uh, our listeners graciously informed me that I did one new actor spotlight and then forgot entirely. <laughs> uh, so, you know, thank you for pointing that out. So we're going to do an actor spotlight today. Actor spotlight. Uh, we're going to do Cassie's actress, uh, Patricia Jolly, and um, she has had a pretty uh, an, an here, a sort of here and there career in um, anime and video game dubs, uh, doing a lot of, of the English dubs for a couple different anime, um, none that I especially noticed. She did a voice in Cowboy Bebop where I didn't recognize the name. Uh, and then a couple animes that, that the names did not, uh, actually I have heard of Serial Experiments Lane, but I don't know the character, uh, that she voices, uh, Mika Iwakura. No clue. Uh, so she's done a couple of those, uh, but the most interesting thing, uh, for me, well, 
a her just in the middle of her little career paragraph on Wikipedia, it mentions that she was in an Oscar Mayer baloney advertisement, which made me very happy because I just like that someone put that there. Um, but also, uh, she played Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 5 onward, basically. So anytime Jill is in a Resident Evil game, uh, she is Jill Valentine. And in addition to the just the voice, she did the motion capture for a lot of the stunts and stuff. Um, oh, which neat. is cool uh, because it, it takes into into account the fact that she's done stunt work and stuff for Power Rangers. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, she doesn't have a ton of other stuff on here, but that's definitely a role that I feel like a lot of us have have are familiar with, which is nice to see that she's still got something that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, fairly well known. So I thought that was neat. Um, it also says she does some modeling work. Uh, it does not give any any instances, unfortunately, but that's pretty cool, too. So she's out here working, which makes me happy. Um, she was in the Creepy Crawlers animated series. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I was I forgot that that existed. God, they would just make a TV show out of anything, huh? Oh, boy, did they? <laughs> uh, 21 episodes of Creepy Crawlers, the TV show. Uh, though as, as fans of the Mad Max TV show, or sorry, not Mad Max, uh, Mighty Max TV show, I guess we can't yeah. talk that much shit. But. Uh, she was, she was also, uh, in, in an anime that jumped out to me because I'm me. And if you're into the same things I am, uh, maybe check out Handmade May sometime. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so she also did come back in, um, she was in the the big uh, Super Mega Force uh, team up episode a couple years ago, so that's neat that she came back for that. Um, and uh, she's done some some voices in other video games here and there, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, just just getting some stuff done, but uh, yeah, I thought that was neat. Um, I. I I'm not a huge fan of the Resident Evil games, but I actually played a fair bit of five because uh, I liked the co-op. It was fun. I honestly didn't realize that Jill was in that game. Oh, wait, she, no, I just remember. Right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. That's like a whole thing in the back half of that game, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry but, for spoilers uh, for RE5. Yeah. Nah, I think it's uh, that game is at this point a decade old, so I think it's fine. That is that is a game that extremely went in one ear and out the other for me. I like it. Just it 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 got to the point where it went from racist to super racist, and I just kind of <laughs> checked out. You know, I'm just not like I don't. I which is which are, is wild because like apparently some really interesting stuff happens like after that part, but who can get there? <laughs> I have friends who are way into the Resident Evil lore and stuff, and boy, I don't care. Uh, but I liked. Hey, how... tell me about Mortal Kombat, Zach. Oh, listen, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying it's not for me. Everybody's yeah. got their things. Honestly, uh, if your Resident Evil game doesn't uh, involve a tiny Spaniard man, like I'm not interested. <laughs> that is I, the I, best like, part of four. Yeah, so like I don't know. I don't know whether or not I'm going to give the Resident, inevitable Resident Evil 4 remake a spin, because, like, RE4 is literally the only Resident Evil game I've gotten especially into. Like, 
like I said, I got a ways into RE5, but that was because of co-op and I was playing it with Emily. Like, had she not been there, I would not have played that game probably at all. Uh, just based on its reputation, so like I don't, I don't know if I want to dive back in with an RE4 remake because like if they're gonna make it less like RE4 and more like the other Resident Evils, I'm probably not That's gonna like it very is, much. The thing is, RE4 is so silly, like halfway through on basically, and I wonder it's silly if... from the jump. Well, like you, very... you, st- you start with the fucking uh, police from not Spain being like. We'll stay in the car. Don't want oh. to get any parking tickets. Okay, and fair, yeah. Just that's like, true. and, I, and I, I apologize for that, Fappy. But I mean, God, this, that's it's how the it worst is in the fake game. accident. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so there you go, uh, Jill Valentine. But anyway, uh, so we are going to be talking about uh, episode twenty-eight, Fall of the Phantom, uh, and this is basically the third part. Of a four, I think four parter. I want to say it's got uh, yeah, kind of yeah. Uh, before we move on though, uh, I do want to read something uh, oh, that okay. uh, a listener pointed out on uh, on Discord. I don't know if this really counts as a pit stop at the car range garage or not, but so we were confused when General Havoc showed up and he was painted gold um, because Emily had only seen his equivalent character, Rich Hi- Richie Hiker, uh, painted blue. Uh, and the, th- the thing is, uh, Turbo kind of had gotten ahead of her a bit, partly because she, you know, just generally had fallen behind on keeping up with Car Ranger, and partly because uh, they started jumping around a bunch. Um, and we started to speculate, like, well, does he get like a power up where he changes color at some point? And yeah, it turns out he does. Uh, Resh over on the uh, on the Discord. Let me just go ahead and uh, and read what she typed out. Uh, <clears throat> So, for the episode of TWA, if people are curious about why Richie Hiker slash General Havoc gets a new color and power-up in the Sentai, every year all of the evil energy in the universe comes together and can be harnessed so the evil crew kidnaps the Pegasus Garage owner's kid and plans to use a ritual to make the boy full of evil juice and then drink (laughs) him like a juice box. Yep. Oh, God. (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta fill up the boy with evil juice and drink him like a juice box. I don't see what's yeah. wrong here. Just stick a straw in him like a Capri Sun is, is what Resh put here. Um, of course, the Car Rangers come and put a stop to it, but as a result, all of the evil energy goes into Richie Hiker and transforms him into Richie Richie Hiker, thus making him gold and super evil and strong. I love... I love one of my favorite tropes in in TV shows. Mo- I guess it's mostly kids stuff, but you know, action stuff too is just where it's like, what's the power up? Um, palette swap. Now he's better. <laughs> like, I think the first one I was and what really do we call aware it? Of, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. Right. I was gonna say that. I think the first one I was really aware of, which is was Supersonic, which is obviously like just straight up Super Saiyan. Like a port of Super Saiyan, but yeah, I I well that's I fun though, just because it. like supersonic is a phrase, like it's a pun that works. That's true. Yes, I, I he that is does a good point. go gold though. Yeah, no, I, I no, I'm saying it, it is definitely a DBZ reference, but just also it is a joke that works on more than one level, which is what I appreciate. Supersonic about it. is a thing. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I I really do. I always love when it's. 
it, it it's just like yep different color and especially i have to give it to dbz or dragon ball super i guess where it's like yes that's all of the power-ups there will be there will be six of them and they're all different colors just deal with it <laughs> um he's got yeah. blue hair instead of yellow sure whatever and and oh he's gonna do red instead okay sure what's uh, the difference i don't know Ushush, don't don't worry about it uh, so cool. That's good to know. So yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I noticed that like the episodes they're pulling from have started to get out of order in, in, in a way, which might explain some of the weird footage we're seeing. So, uh, there you go. Uh, so this is Fall of the Phantom and we open in Angel Grove with Cassie, uh, sitting on a, on some stairs, just blocking the whole hallway. Uh, pouting and thinking about the Phantom Ranger, uh, and she straight up just has like flashbacks to shots of him talking to her. Some of which I remember happening. Some of which I super don't. Yeah. Well, so he- here's the thing. I- again, I understand that that you want to have like a romance in your in your show. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, in fact, I often wish Power Rangers would push it a little bit more because it gets confusing with like how little they talk about it when characters are supposed to be in a relationship. But yeah, I mean, we got confused about whether or not Tommy and Catherine were dating for the longest right. time. But the thing that that is like he has said, like I'm pretty sure that this flashback is everything he's ever said to her. It's like twelve words or something like that. Were you it, all? Fans of Community during the first season? I have never seen uh, yeah. Community. Yeah, I, I was. During the first season of Community, Jeff and Annie talked less than 20 minutes overall, and there were so many AMBs of just them with like a romantic song in the background, so much that in uh, the second season they make fun of that, but like this is what that reminds me, like they said two lines and we're making an AMB, fuck you <laughs> yeah, I mean fair point, yes, it does sort of feel like a fandom thing where it's like oh, uh like, okay, so I was fairly deep into the Avatar The Last Airbender fa- fandom when it was airing, which don't, oh boy, that was a thing. Uh, but anyway, people were so into their specific ships that they would be like, look, in this frame, they're standing two inches closer than they were before the cutaway. So that means that they're dating and it's just like, okay guys, relax. <laughs> and that's sort of how this feels a little bit, except it's, it's in the, the actual text of the show. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's the fiction writing equivalent of like some parents see like a one-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy sitting within three feet of each other. And like, Oh, aren't they a cute couple? And it's like, no dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he, you know, she's thinking about Phantom Ranger. Um, and here comes Mr. Kaplan, who is shockingly still on the show for a little bit longer. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't seen him in a pretty long time, but he, uh, yeah. he is basically like, hey, what, what's the, what's up? Uh, and she's apparently, like, oh. she, yeah, apparently her thing was, uh, she's, she, she kept it vague. She's like, various other activities are taking up all my time and attention. And she requested to take have a little bit more time to study for the test before taking a test. 
And Mr. Kaplan's like, hey, maybe you should stop focusing on whatever vague extracurricular shit you're doing and focus on your actual schoolwork and take the test as scheduled. God damn it. <laughs> which, like... And he actually, he name drops Miss Appleby, which, I, I yeah. mean, she still exists in fiction. We'll never see her again, but... <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting because, like, you could do something with this where it's like, oh... They just sort of became rangers pretty quickly, and also she just moved to a new school, and, like, obviously she probably is dealing with a lot, so you could do something about, like, oh, yeah, she needs some time to catch up, but they don't well, really talk about it What's weird about it is it's not just her. Like, she talks to uh, Ashley about it in a moment here. Uh, the other rangers all talk about it a couple times throughout the course of the episode. And after the after the test, like at the very end of the episode, like during the denouement, they'll joke and laugh about how they all think they bombed the test. And like, these rangers are dealing with the fact that they're being superheroes is yeah. negatively impacting like their schoolwork. Th- that's and, like, something that's, we almost never saw before. Yeah. Well, not only is that a wild thing to, for them for the show to finally address, it's like the Z plot in this episode. There are yeah. five thousand other things that are way more important going on. It's it's was, also yeah. go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying. I was just going back to the. They really want to put romance in this. The weird part is that this is the third ship that they've done. Like that they've like done. Like okay, we're gonna do an episode to try to get these two characters together. Because first it was Carlos and Ashley, then it was CJ and Cassie, and now it's Cassie and the Phantom Ranger. Yeah, that's true. There was definitely some hint at, at Cassie and TJ, and then it's like, oh, no, we're just going to do... They're they're just sort of trying whatever it's, it sort of feels like. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they're throwing darts at a board. Yep. Uh, so he says you should take the test. We cut up to... Uh, the space base, which I'm still not used to that, uh, instead of the, um, uh, submarine, we see literally the exact same shot of the Metallosaurus being worked on that we saw last episode, uh, and General Havoc is like, haha, more improvements, and their Zords will be hopeless, to the point where I was like, did I accidentally watch the wrong episode? No, it's just the same plot point as last time, which is fine, I guess. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's going to just keep making yeah, just his robot better until it keep, works. Keep working on the robot. We cut over to uh, Divatox, and she is just screaming ideas for what to do uh, with the Phantom Ranger at Elgar. And I, I got to say, we talked, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was last episode or two episodes ago, about like whether we... Yeah. yeah, about whether we thought this Divatox was, was better... I really like her in this episode. I think she might be getting really. Oh, did do you not? <laughs> do you I, dislike she her? She was fine, but like this is gonna sound weird, and like I'm don't remember and pulling out of my eyes. I feel she was overacting a lot, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. But I just think of the other diva thugs, and there she had like this air of like reserved evil ego egomaniacal person yeah i mean i think she is chewing more scenery but i think i like that but but fair point um but she is screaming about quiet dignity of her 
I mean, she did still scream a lot, but <laughs> I get I get what you mean. It, um, it, it it broke uh, occasionally, but she did she did have a sophistication to her. Having said that, like I I want to give Hillary Shepard a chance to grow on us again because again, uh, we we watched the other Diva Talks for like twenty five episodes, mm-hmm, and yeah. we've been with this one for like three. So, uh, well, in the movie, so, but that was a million billion years ago before so, twenty twenty started. So yeah. So there's a good uh, bit here, which is she's screaming at Algar and is like, throw him into the vortex of doom. You feed him to the giant squid. And as she's just yelling all this stuff, uh, she turns away from Elgar, who is just like, boy, do not want to be here. And like starts tiptoeing away to try to get away from her while she's in this rant. Uh, and... As he's trying to leave, he gets to the door and then General Havoc comes in and then he like pretends like he's leaning on the door and being all cool. <laughs> it's great. I love it's it so really much. It's really good. And then he just pieces out the second that Havoc gets in. Um, God, I love, I, I will never stop loving fucking Elgar background gags. Yes, it's very funny. <laughs> um, the... The, uh, Havoc is basically like, why do you want to get rid of the Phantom Ranger? What you really want to do is steal his power ruby. And she's uh, like, okay, do that. And he's like, one problem. It's impossible. And she <laughs> more or less literally is just like, fuck you, do it anyway. Uh, well, yeah, no, you well, brought it up. Yeah, also it's you funny. Said, be- yeah, you said it's what we have to do. You can't turn around and be like, sorry, it's impossible, sis. Fuck off. It's also like a little bit of a... Not, I guess not an error, but, oh, I guess that Porto was telling Havoc about it last episode, not, uh. Yeah, so it was maybe like the sh- last thing that happened last episode, yeah, okay, I think. Okay, so yeah, the, the power gem, the universe will collapse to your feet, it's, it's, uh, so great, it's a super powerful power gem, we need it, we want it, uh, but it's impossible. <laughs> and and by the way, often we paraphrase, that's exactly what Havoc says, he says it's impossible, um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, Divatox is like, uh, no, you're going to do it and it's going to happen and that's it. Um, we cut to, uh, also he doesn't really say why it's impossible and later we'll see that all they do is they just pull it out of his chest. Like, it's not like it's like magically maybe, in there. Maybe they meant it's impossible cause you'll never get close to him. But if so, bad writing and bad, like plot. Right. Construction. Yeah, but the thing the thing is like this. He's saying it's impossible because the Phantom Ranger can turn invisible, and he's immune to dimension hopping, and he's immune to time, and <laughs> immune like, to time. Love to be immune. Like, to yeah, time. That, that happened. No, I know. It's just yeah. a funny phrase. Don't tell me it didn't happen. It happened. I saw it happen, <laughs> motherfucker. He's immune <laughs> to time. Yeah. Listen, I know all about being immune to time. I've been I've been playing baseball. Sylvia Rodriguez <laughs> is immune to time. She's a, she's a little baby in a 1930s lounge singer. She is, will be, has been the pitcher for the Mexico City Wild Wings. Go Wild Wings. All right, go to Wild Wings. I still don't know what baseball is. Don't, don't tell it to me. It. I I like to not know. It's yeah. funnier if I don't all know. All I'll say is baseball is, as far as I can tell, the most online thing of all time. <laughs> it's, it's pretty online. online. Um, so, in Miguel the case... Wheeler is literally... Uh, Robert Tire full with rats, and that's our star hitter. 
You just tape <laughs> tape a baseball bat to the rubber tire, and there you go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we move on to uh, uh, the school uh, to Angel Grove, and uh, Ashley and and Cassie are talking about how they're going to fail the test, like you said. Um, yeah, they're going to go meet up with the boys and study uh, at the Jim and Juice Bar later, but they split off so Cassie can stop at her locker. And I I love that. I, I want to say this up front. I'm not going to. I don't want to spoil too many details. I fucking love how just complicated uh, General Havoc's plan is in this episode and how many steps there are to it. And just like, there's a lot. Like, they really play up the fact that he's like. He's a schemer. He's a mastermind. He plans for shit. And it's a really nice contrast to his sister who just screams and builds bombs. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, or when she tries to, you know, stop time. Uh, but in any case, uh, she goes to her locker. And there's a detail I really love. So basically she gets this, there's this black piece of paper uh, or a black envelope with a black piece of paper in it. And the piece and, of paper is initially blank. Yes. And she pulls it out and it's blank. And then text appears on it that says, meet me at Angel Grove Park. Mm-hmm. Because this is supposed to be from the Phantom Ranger who is invisible. So first <laughs> the letters have to be invisible. Yep. And he and signs it a friend. So yes. at this point, I was like, okay, they ha- this has to be someone else. There's no way it's the Phantom Ranger. It's probably like a crush. Because I hadn't seen the invisibleness. I hadn't noticed it. So I was like, oh, it's just a curse. And this girl is thinking of the Phantom Ranger. But there's no, like, why? There's been no indication of this. Like, this Is this all in her head? Like, what's going on? And well, I definitely expected a fake out. I didn't expect it to be from the villains. I thought it was going to be. I yeah. thought we were going to get a B plot where, like, this card was from Skull or something. Yeah. Um, which would be creepy because uh, Skull's not in high school anymore, and she yeah, Skull's is. an adult. Skull's an <laughs> yeah. adult with like a job. Uh, the the um, yeah, it's it, it. That's a good point. Which is that like again, except that she is a main character in a television show for children. Mm-hmm. There is no indication to her, Cassie, that the Phantom Ranger is interested in her that way. And that's mm-hmm. just the first thing she immediately thinks of. Um, so she goes to Angel Grove Park to meet uh, the Phantom Ranger. And uh, uh, boy, so she gets She there. doesn't think to tell the, the her friends that she's about to meet at the, at the place, like what, where she's going or what she's doing. No, of course not. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but also, also, she, uh, sorry, just ahead. again, this is kind of getting away from. We we haven't obsessed over this in a number of seasons, but Andrew Gove Park is fucking enormous. How does she know where to go? <laughs> I mean, even if it even if it wasn't the, the magical endless park that we know it to be, it's still a park. You can't just be like, meet me at Central Park. It's big. You have to give more information. <laughs> um. But yeah, she gets there, and I laughed so hard at this scene because this the Phantom Ranger. Good. 
is just in the bushes. It's just he's just and in he's, the bushes, he's hiding in the bushes, and not doing a very good job of it. Which no. is wild because he has the power to turn it. invisible. Yeah, but she still doesn't see him. You get like he's like halfway out the bushes, and she's like, "Oh, I hope he comes." Yes, and, and yeah, that, not, that is- not to not to fucking you know quote Homestar Runner too much, but he is barely obscured by the bush. I definitely did not at this point expect the Phantom uh-huh. Ranger to be to be uh, someone else in disguise. Uh, but I was like, why the fuck is he just like, why isn't he invisible? He he always turns invisible. It's like his favorite thing to do. He turn loves invisible. it. He can't get enough. Um, I mean, listen, if I could turn invisible at will, I would do it all the time. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, so he comes out and he says, ah, it's just me. And she's like, "Oh, you scared me!" And then, whoops! Let me tur- let me let my guard down completely around you, alien stranger. Yeah, and then he turns into General Havoc. Two of the I forget what they set, made up the the. Bozok I don't think they got a name in, in the West. They're but in in Sentai they're the Wumpers. But yeah, two Wumpers, oh. two Pronotrons. Yeah, the Wumpers. Sorry, uh, they seem to be like engineers in this version. They're they're always like working on the ship. They're, they're supposedly to, uh, uh, Havoc calls him their his elite troops. So supposedly they're just his Pronotrons, gotcha. basically. Uh, fair enough. They look. I again. I'm not. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way the Wumpers look, but. Like, compared to the Pronotrons, which those costumes have a lot more, like, going on, it's just like, oh, these are the elite ones, huh? Okay, if you say so, I guess. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's Havoc and a bunch of monsters. Uh, and then also, like, she tries to call her friends and vines grab her so she can't move they, this is like the third time they've done that this second half of the season of like no you can't morph if we hold your hands well, well it's the yeah, classic that's true. Thing of, like of the classic your power rangers trick but this time they're doing it with like magic well yeah well, where that, do these vines come from that's we, what like, i was this, gonna say this episode doesn't introduce like a plant monster nope. or anything like exactly i was like okay so there's a plant monster nope it's just vines magic vines i guess and this is something we also keep running into lately is power rangers is not obligated to explain every little thing like but you know logically i can just assume oh these magic space aliens have magic vines whatever that works but Power Rangers hey, Mike, explains, <laughs> yeah, these evil space magic space aliens have magic vines. I just okay. explained it. Right, but the thing enough. is, like, Power Rangers over explains everything. Yes, it does. So when they don't, it's a little confusing. <laughs> um, so we cut back to the Jim and Juice bar. Uh, the rest of the Rangers are all studying and Bulk and Skull are there uh, trying to Again, if you ha- missed the last couple episodes, they're in a Monster Tours company now, and they are trying to convince the Rangers to pretend they are Power this Rangers for their their tour. Yes, it's very cute because they've they made wrote- really bad Power Rangers costumes, yes. and it's wonderful. They wrote in the co- in the uh, um, in their brochure that uh, you are guaranteed to see a monster or a ranger. Listen, like, and they've been I, getting... Emily said this last week, that's good odds. Like, honestly, if you're saying, yes. like, okay, if I'm Bulk and Skull, we're Bulk and Skull, 
50-50% chance that we meet, that we see the Power Rangers or a monster if we're outside. True. They, but yeah. they have been we getting have, yelled at. Including so. this episode, we've seen Bulk and Skull host three tour groups. And again, including the one that we're going to see later in this episode, two of those three got to see the monster yeah. in the, in the Listen, Power Rangers. It works so. 50% of the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, but... They uh they have been getting yelled at, so they they want to try and hire some people or coerce some people. I doubt they're going to pay them into dressing up like the Rangers. Uh, like you said, Mike, they do have trashy Power Rangers costumes that they've made. What's very funny to me about this is that as much as I love the Power Rangers costumes, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to make. <laughs> More convincing Power Rangers costumes. Oh, don't get it twisted. Like, I'm pretty sure the way they made these, you know, bad costume props is they just took real (laughs) costumes and then just added shit to them to make them look bad. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Like, I I think other than just some extra shit that shouldn't be there, these are just the costumes. Yeah, they look very similar, except the the helmets are, are crappy. Um... But they say, uh, oh, you know, I bet Ashley wants to be a ranger. And she's like, excuse me, uh, which is cute. They also point out like, oh, well, you know, uh, short, short guy over here is too small to be a ranger. Talking about Justin, which, again, is just it's 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 cute. It's a cute scene. I like it. Um, It's weird that Bulk and Skull, like we have long since moved past Bulk and Skull being bullies. Why are they mocking this child? (laughs) I mean, also, they don't know these people. Yeah, they Like, it doesn't make any sense. mm. This is so... Do they remember when they were... When they were monkeys? Like, because Justin spent a lot of time with the monkeys. So maybe that's... That's true. Bulk and Skull should know Justin by now. Uh, I mean, I have to assume they introduced themselves in, uh, like... In the, the period between... Uh, the new rangers becoming rangers and then moving to Angel Grove, I guess. But, like, it, it is very funny that it's, like, they're just doing that whole joke that we did where it's, like, oh, Cassie's always been the pink ranger because yep. Bulk and Skull just, just pretend they've always known these people. Yeah, it's... That's the weirdest part. Like, I want... The thing is, part of the reason we, we keep cracking that joke is... The show is depriving itself Mm -hmm. of some interesting story potential by leaning into the fact that the new characters are new. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, we got some kind of interesting stuff when Catherine joined the team about her, like, not knowing karate yet and so on. We got some stuff with Tanya having to acclimate herself to Angel Grove. Like... If they if they put in the time to do that stuff, it can be fun. Like we talked about, like after they lost the Turbo Megazord, like maybe have like TJ and the new Rangers, like you know, dwell on the fact that like man, we became Rangers only like a week ago, and we already lost the Megazord. We seriously fucked up, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and really. then like have Justin as at this point yeah. the veteran of the, the whole team because technically he's been here longer than Alpha Six and and Demetria even like. Have him step up as like, no, guys, we got this. Yeah, yeah, but uh, instead, no. Uh, so Cassie is instead they, no. We yeah, have a great idea, but we're not going to do that. Instead, uh, absolutely not. They are fretting over the test. However, they are also noticed that Cassie is missing. Um, 
and uh, Ashley's the last person she saw, uh, who saw her, uh, but they realize she's late, and she's never been this late, so I guess Cassie is usually punctual. Um, so they head over to the command center to see if they can't track down her communicator, uh, and they finally pick up the signal. Alpha picks up the signal, and it's a straight-up, like, kidnapping hostage uh mm-hmm. um broadcast from general havoc about having kidnapped uh I, cassie i also like this as a signature general havoc thing of just contacting the rangers and just fucking making demands because he's he's had two villain plans and they've both involved doing this now you say contacting the rangers but they find her signal and bring her up on the TV. Mm. And the reason I want to make that distinction is that somehow General Havoc is looking at the camera, which I don't <laughs> understand how that's happening. Like, I mean, that's, that's not a new Power Rangers thing. I mean, hell, like this is a show where Diva Talks made hostage demands by talking to a distressed alien who was broadcasting psychically to her husband because she was in distress. True. And that Zordon was watching on the on the viewing globe. I just, like, what's on the other side of the viewing globe? Is there, like, a little, like, do you see a screen or, a, or like, what's there? It's just... Right, listen, listen. Havoc is a master strategist. He knew what was going to happen. He knew the Rangers were going to pick up on the signal and were going to get his broadcast. And more importantly, he says... He, he, the Rangers are like, but what, what do you fucking want from us? He's like, I want the Phantom Rangers. Like, we we don't know how to get a hold of them. And he yeah. just says, don't worry. I know he's spying on this broadcast. Right. Like, uh, fucking hell, dude. This guy rules. <laughs> this is some real, like, Hannibal Lecter, like, wh- how, are you, how did you know this person was going to do this? So that, like, it's a lot. Uh, also... Oh, also, sorry, he's going to turn Cassie to stone if mm-hmm. they don't trade uh, the uh, um, Phantom Ranger for her. Yeah, well, uh, he, specifically the ruby. Was yes. It's just called, like, the power ruby? Is it the Phantom ruby. ruby? What is yes. it called? It's called, I think it's just called the power ruby. Um, but yeah, so they, they uh, sh- he demands the Phantom Ranger, like you said, they, they're like, we don't have him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got uh, Cassie like knocked out of sleep right now, and is just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm a fucking turn it to stone if you don't, you know, fucking do it." Also, they're do in like a weird, like they're in one of those weird like uh, old Zed style yeah. like all dimension pocket dimensions, which yeah, we haven't a, really a cave seen in where a while. there's a lot of fog and the walls yeah. are black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss this shit. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen one fucking of those in trash a while. bag dimension. Hell yeah. Uh. Demetria and uh, Alpha are like, well, this is clearly a trap. And the Rangers are like, <laughs> nope, we gotta go. Cool, we're dumb. And they morph and teleport over there anyway. Well, like, an, we- an extra step is because Justin is the coolest and the smartest and the best Ranger yeah, ever. Always. Uh-huh. Uh, while TJ and Carlos and Ashley are, are talking with Havoc about his demands, uh, Justin like taps Alpha 6 on the shoulder and pulls him aside. And they go to like triangulate the signal to figure right. out where they need to go. It's right, just right. So, a new. Yeah. It's just a new, new Billy. Yeah, he is pretty yeah. much. I mean, he's a. He's like a. They they said he's a super smart. Yeah, genius, he's in high school, which is why he's in high school. I guess yeah. he built a tracking device that one time. So you they know. just they just don't use him for it as much as Billy. 
Uh, but yeah, so... But I love that, like, Havoc's plan, like, he's got the Rangers, uh, like, just... Havoc's so good complete... and cool. I really like him. Yeah, he, he understands the Rangers so thoroughly that he knew that they would triangulate his position and come mm-hmm. to try to rescue Cassie directly. Because as we'll find out, that was also a crucial part of his plan, yeah. that they would do that. All according to plan. Yeah, it's some real Batman, uh, like, uh, contingency plan stuff. But he, they, they teleport over. It's a, it's a very, uh, if I may, speaking of Batman, if, if you'll, uh-huh. if uh-huh. you'll allow me the indulgence, uh-huh. it's, it's a very Clock King sort of plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> so anyway, I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> so anyway, the, uh, uh, they teleport over, and there's a big fight. Uh, between all the rangers trying to untie and wake up Cassie uh, and keep Elgar and Rygog away from uh, uh, from Cassie with this little vial of, of magic dust. Uh, it's a pretty decent fight scene. It, again, I don't really understand why they're in this weird haunted forest dimension. That's not really their typical, like... It's just it's another dimension. It's whatever. Yeah, but, it's, just, uh, it's a fun fight because there's some... There's a whole thing where like they lose the powder and then and then Elgar gets it and then drops it and then uh, the Piranatrons get it again and they get it back to Rygog. Yeah, there's some like playing uh, keep away type thing uh, going on, and then they do do turn Cassie into stone, uh, which is fairly traumatizing for the Power Rangers, given that like. TJ screams Cassie no like mm-hmm. like she's dead and it was like oh dang okay yeah and they uh, have this really kind of hilariously bad fake Cassie statue and actually they do something that's kind of surprising is this extra touch where they make it so they don't just turn like all of her into a statue mm-hmm. it's just like her body is a statue and the statue is still wearing her clothes yeah Right, Which is a yes. step that kids shows don't usually bother with. Yes, 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 that's true. Um, so uh, all the bad guys teleport away. The rangers are all freaked out and they're like, oh no, Cassie. Uh, TJ asks if, uh, if she can hear him, which, you know, she's made of rocks, so probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos tries to comfort him. He's like, listen, we did all we could. And then the Phantom Ranger shows up and it's like, yeah, dude, sorry, you're late to the party, but we're too late, she's gone. And the Phantom Ranger uh, is like, well, there's only one thing that can can save her. It's my uh, DSS, Deus uh, Ex Machina power <sighs> ruby in my chest. Let me, let me just yank my fucking heart out and wave it over this lady's head. Okay, so we should talk about this briefly. Mm-hmm. The power ruby is basically the thing in Iron Man's chest where he's going to start dying as soon as he takes it out. What? What? It, uh, okay. If we we re- can't know what it is because we don't know who he is. I know, but I'm saying, like, if the idea was that it was Billy or uh, Zordon's son or, like, something like that, like, what is what is this? Why does Sydney? I don't understand. Zordon's son, it <laughs> like, could be, like, oh, this is how we actually are when we're not trapped in, in that time loop. So, like, it's no yeah, big. Maybe, maybe if movies. it was, yeah. I don't know. Like, because the thing is, when the later they. The implication is he'll die, but the, they phrase it like. And I don't know if this is just them getting around standards and practices, but they say if he's away from his ruby for too long, he'll cease to. Ex- he'll, like, cease to exist or fade out of existence or something. 
Right. Which is which is a good way to not say the word die on a kid's show, but also it has wildly different implications about how this dude physically right, he's works. He's going to fade out of existence like he never was, like in a, a Back to the Future, mm-hmm. basically, as opposed to just dying. Yeah, it's it's weird. Because, uh, again, they, they both say it's just like, oh, yeah, that's the source of his powers, you know, like a power yeah. coin. But also, he'll die. So, it, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Um, but, he, yeah, he waves... He waves the ruby over Cassie's head, and it it does turn her back to flesh. And then my favorite moment in Power Rangers in a long, long time, because this genuinely caught me off guard. I legitimately did not see it coming. Cassie wakes up and, like, has this furious look on her face, reaches up and grabs the Phantom Ranger's hand, and she turns into General Havoc, and he's like, I've got you now, and then they both disappear. It's it's so good. He fucking petrified himself. Yeah. I was gonna say he really was rocks. Yeah. So his plan literally was like, I will kill myself uh-huh. to f- to fool to fool the Phantom Ranger into thinking I'm his love. Also, how did he know that ca- that Phantom Ranger was like into Cassie? Whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know, but like, this is a dude who like. You pull shit like this, you are certain that you know what you're doing. Yeah, he ain't fucking around. Right, like, <laughs> clearly at no point was he like, well, I'm 80% sure this is going to work. Like, no, he knew knew for absolute certainty that this would work. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, he, he, he stumbles with Metallosaurus when fighting the new Zords. Like, I get it, but like... Grand scheme of things, in the, in the pantheon of Power Rangers villains, General Havoc gets shit done. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this dude knows what he's doing. Holy sure. cow. Uh, it, it reminded me of um of Master Vile, where he comes in and he's super competent, but he loses one fight and then is just like, well, never mind. Goodbye forever. Because uh, I, I actually don't remember what happens with Havoc, but I imagine he just leaves. Because yeah. Divatox is still the main villain. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see, I guess. Um, So they kidnap, uh, or Havoc kidnaps the Phantom Ranger um, and the the other Ranger. Okay, also, very quickly, TJ is like, I can't believe we fell for that. And I'm like, I fucking can. I fell for it. And I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great because, like, they, it's an obvious trap with a secret trap in it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Fucking great. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're if what he's saying is, I can't believe we we fell for a trap. Like, okay, fine, yes, you should have known it was a trap. That this was the trap. Yeah, no fucking this specific way. Like, trap. like. <laughs> uh, so they uh they head back to the command center. Um. And they're trying to figure out what they should do next. Uh, yeah, because they have at this point lost the Phantom Ranger and Cassie still. She's still MIA. Right. They also say that uh, the they can't locate him and they think it might be up at the uh, space base, but it's shielded from sensors, so they can't tell. And then TJ is just like, okay, well, let's start scanning. Start at the Cirrus dimension. What? Yeah. Okay. The serious dimension is the dimension they were just in. Oh, okay, gotcha. I yeah. missed T- that. TJ part. is is suggesting like, well, 
Let's start the search from where we were, because that is the last point of contact we had for anybody. Okay, I missed that name. I, I was just like, man, apparently TJ's been a Power Ranger for a couple weeks and just knows all about all the secret dimensions, <laughs> I guess. Um, we cut over to Divatox, which she appears to be in, I guess, the Cirrus dimension. As far as I can tell, that's where they are still, just somewhere Either else. Either that or just it. another pocket dimension of some kind. Hard to right. tell. It's the um, same set. So she's like, man, great haul today. Got two Power Rangers. I got uh, the Pink Rangers communicator, and I got this uh, this Power Ruby, which I'm going to make out with, which is really funny. Listen. <laughs> oh, man, you, you mentioned the uh, communicator. Something from earlier that I forgot to bring up. Uh, when the other Rangers were sitting around the table in the gym and juice bar trying to figure out why Cassie was late... They did my favorite thing that Power Rangers does, like my absolute favorite thing that Power Rangers does, which is the show forgetting that the communicator watch doesn't have a clock on it. <laughs> yeah, because Ashley yeah. just kept looking at her wrist yeah. to check the time, and it's just there isn't a clock there. There's nothing there. Yeah, uh, it's very that is very funny. It's um, a very cinema sins thing to make fun of, but it makes me giggle every time. Well, because the I mean. Because it must have said in the script, like, checks watch, but Mm -hmm. the prop doesn't have a watch on it. So, like, it's just, yes, it is very funny. Um, But, yeah, so uh, I wanted to point something out real quick, which is that uh, Divatox makes out with this Ruby and then says, you and me, Miss Ruby, M-I-S-S Ruby, confirming that Divatox is, in fact, a disaster (laughs) buy. Thank you. Just checking in yeah uh we're gonna take over the world she says turn to be through oh yeah (laughs) um then they haul in a phantom ranger and he is already walking like he is like hurt or 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 have been beaten up or something he's Um, dying basically what why is why is his suit built such that he can just rip his own heart out no, why is your suit you, that, you built know, like that's, that too? That's a good point because even in the Iron Man example, if I recall correctly, you have to like use a machine to get it out or like you have to like uh, twist at it and yeah, shit. Yeah, he just kind of pulls it and it Maybe comes right only out. Which he does... can get it. Like if anyone else does it, it just it's like, bro, why are you touching my chest? But if he does it, then it comes out. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, listen, Phantom Ranger, you know why I'm touching your chest. <laughs> yeah, you know. God. You know why. <laughs> uh, Tall, dark, and helmet. Space boyfriend. <laughs> so Space speak- boyfriends. So speaking of Tall, Dark, and Helmet, she is like, I'm going to find out who you are finally. And obviously we know she's going to get stopped. But all I could think of was that fucking episode of Justice League. Where Lex Luthor <laughs> yeah. takes off Flash's mask and is like, well, I don't guy. know who this is. <laughs> yeah, no. Because, because like, what are you going to do with that information? <laughs> it's not going to help you. Yeah, I know this guy's face, but <laughs> he's not anybody famous. Uh, so, um, yeah, she's like, well, I'm, I'm going to... Figure out who you are. I, I, I would have loved if Divatox removed the Phantom Ranger's helmet and there just wasn't a head under there. 
Yes. Like the helmet just kept talking. It's like, okay, put me back. You've had your fun. <laughs> or, or just like, uh, uh, like how proto proto man canonically has sunglasses under his sunglasses. He just has like another helmet on under his <laughs> helmet. Um, so, uh, but he, like, it, it, it just starts removing helmet after helmet, and it just <laughs> the helmets just get smaller, Big, like a Matryoshka doll. Yeah, exactly. Big pile, and the fucking Phantom Ranger's voice gets higher with each head that comes off. Uh, right before that can happen, Cassie breaks out of the hold of the uh, the Paratrons, fights yeah. some guys off. Uh, it's the power of love. Phantom Ranger, you know, tells her to run and she grabs her teleporter or her communicator and teleports away. Yeah, he, um, uh, he uses like the last of his strength to knock the communicator out of Divatox's hand so she can escape. Right. Uh, Divatox screams at Havoc and uh, they're like, all right, we're going to go teach the Rangers some respect. Yeah, uh, she says, put the Phantom Ranger in his little cage and you go fucking kill those Rangers. Yeah. God damn it. And uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello. Can anybody hear me? Is anybody out there? you can hear this, can you crack? Alright, so Cassie teleports out of uh, the evil dimension of evil, and there's actually something I like here, which is We've talked a little bit about how the Power Rangers teleporting works. Um, and recently, I think they basically said you can do it to anywhere that you've been or seen. Uh, it just sort of reads your th- intentions, I guess. But because I guess she did it fast because she was like grabbing it and, and getting out of there. She teleports in at Angel Grove Lake, like, sideways or diagonal and, like, rolls when she comes out of it, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, it really emphasizes that it was, like, a a desperate escape. And I like how she, like, puts her fists up and takes, like, a fighting stance after she lands. Yeah, I like it. Um, We see Balkan Skull um, leading a tour group. Uh, The tour is, again... They're like, where's the, you said a monster or the Power Rangers, or you said a monster, and then they say, well, correction, a monster or the Power Rangers, at which point, uh, the Power I guess, Rangers show up. Yeah, they found, I guess, some people to put on these costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's funny to me is that the, uh, Yellow uh, Ranger. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, were you going to say that the Yellow Ranger has a cane? That is funny. I was going to say that the pink ranger has long blonde hair just sticking out the back, which... <laughs> I didn't know Yeah, that. she's basically just wearing a, a football helmet. She also needs the blue ranger's help to, like, climb over a rock wall. Right. Uh, yeah, which is pretty great. Uh, and they're but- also all visibly wearing sneakers, which is <laughs> just nice. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, good. Turbo's okay sometimes. I like Turbo. 
Weirdly no, enough, I do too. Yeah. It's Weirdly just, enough, uh, I think I like Turbo in the comedy bits more than in the, the Sentai-ish fighting times. I, I like both. Uh, but what's what's great is this is, again, Turbo doing stuff like this, doing a full setup for a gag that, like, comes and goes so quickly. Like, these people in these Power Rangers costumes are just here for this gag. They, mm-hmm. will, they will never be seen again. Pay up? I mean, set up and pay up immediately. It's like, hey, do you want to put on these costumes? No, okay. Next scene, here are five randos in costume. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good gag. And then... They're writing jokes! I can't believe they're writing jokes for the show now! I know, it's yeah. great. And then, um... The, the tour group is like, those aren't the Power Rangers, duh. Yeah. Again, always the the Torgo pissing and moaning about them not getting to see a giant monster attack. Right. It's the same thing that happened last episode, which is they're like, well, there's a real monster, and it's Metallosaurus, and all the people scream and run away, which, again, is, why are you on this tour? Like, what <laughs> if you don't want to see a monster? I don't understand. Um, I think people just, like, they're running for their lives, but they want to be able to tell the story later. Like, yeah, I saw the monster attack. It's, they're like adrenaline junkies. Yeah, basically these, it, which is hilarious considering these tour groups are full of, like, just, they really lean into, like, the, the old retired tourist yes, thing. Yes. Like, it, these are these are clearly elderly people primarily wearing, growing. like, say what? I I said Winter Angel Grobian. Uh, yes, play yes, Winter totally. Texan. Yeah, they're wearing, like, Hawaiian shirts and khakis and just, yeah. Sorry, I took a drink of, uh, drink at the exact second everyone stopped talking. So, anyway. <laughs> That's okay. That's what editing is for. <laughs> he's not going to edit that. You know he's not going to. He's going to leave it <laughs> out. you said that. <laughs> so, uh, the Metallosaurus is, is in Angel Grove. They cut back to the command center. Um, and they've found Cassie, so they teleport over to her. Um, at which point, uh, she explains that Phantom Ranger is, is hurt. Uh, and then there is something that we need to talk about, which is that, uh, General Havoc is there, quote unquote, in Sentai footage, which is fine. They do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he's like, why worry about that when you have my sword to worry about? He does not have a sword. He He's has a sword. The subtitles are wrong. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because I don't know if we've talked about it, but General Havoc has like a pointer, like a like that you would use to point at a map. And he's always like, or, or I guess it's like a crop. And he's always like hitting it into his hand. Um, I thought he, I thought it said sword. And I was like, you I mean, cannot. The, sub- the subtitle says sword, but again, it's, it's wrong. Fair enough. So. Understood. Uh, okay, well, never mind then. I retract my complaint. Let's, let's continue. The Rangers morph, uh, and then they're like, oh shit, it's Metallosaurus again. I thought we beat him up, but I guess we gotta fight him again. Yeah, and he's like, I done made it better. It's got new spikeities on its thighs and a big old cannon in its chest. Yeah. Yeah. And it shoots, the, the, like, laser fire thing it has looks kind of cool. I like it. It's it's one of those rotoscoped uh, 
special effects and it's neat. Love me some rotoscope Power Rangers attacks. Blows the hell out of the Power Rangers and they're like, oh shit. We, well, so first they say we need to rescue Megazord. So they call the rescue Zords, but they haven't made the rescue Megazord yet and they don't Mm -hmm. do that for like five more minutes. So I'm, I'm fine with it because like I kind of mentioned last time, I, I, really enjoy these individual Zord fights, both this week and last week's. Uh, When we finally get to the Rescue Megazord, not a fan. Uh, It's not a fan at all. It's just funny to me that TJ says Megazord and then they don't do that for a while. Uh, I think think they just say it that way just because that's the line. You call for the the Megazord. Um, So they, they call their Zords out. Uh, and we've got some individual Zord fight for a little bit, uh, co- sort of similar to last time. Uh, oh, oh, also, uh, Metallosaurus is holding, uh, Phantom Ranger in a cage, like a, like a shark cage, basically, uh, yeah. dangling from one of his fingers, which is good. Um, and don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't he, know why oh, he would do that. Only one way this would end. For all the talk about uh, General Havoc being a master strategist, this is this is a, this is an own goal right here. Like you don't why would why would you bring the Phantom Ranger with you? It's a confusing choice. Um, we see that he has an attack where he shoots a bullet bill out of his chest, which I enjoyed. Nice. Um, they Rangers dodge it in their cars, and then they activate high stance mode, which is. Uh, what we talked about last week, which is that these Zords have their own individual humanoid forms, basically. Now, um, um, much like with the Zeo Zords, I'm not that big a fan of the miniature humanoid forms, but there is one thing I really like here, which is that the humanoid forms have headgear that matches the job that the vehicle is associated with. Yes, I do like that part. So, yeah, so the the red one has a fire helmet. The The pink one's head is shaped like, kind of like that claw thing that you'll see uh, nurses wear in Japanese TV shows. Yes, um, yeah. And it further confirms that we are correct to hate Justin because Justin is a cop. Justin is a cop, <laughs> yes, Justin for sure. Justin is extremely a cop. A jab. Yep. Yes, AJ, all Justins are bastards. Uh, If you're a listener and you're a Justin, you're fine as long as you're not a cop. Uh, The cop is implied. One of the things that's very funny to me. Yeah, we could say all cop Justins are bastards, but ack jab just, it doesn't roll off the Mm -hmm. tongue as well. The C is silent? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Silent J. Just the silent C that we put into all of our words. (laughs) So. One of the things I like about this also is that the the individual Zords, when they're in their human form, they do that thing that they did in the Michael Bay Transformers movies where they, like, skate because they still have wheels attached that to their feet. Rules. That part yeah, rules. That owns. Love Zords with Heelys. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I like that part. It's fun. Um, I will register my complaint similar to when we had the space uh, or the alien uh, Zords and the Shogun Zords, which is that... Um, if you have five giant robots fighting one monster, that's better than you combining them into one robot that's the same size, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, that's, that's the part where it gets weird, because when they form the Megazord, it's not like the Megazord is bigger than the monster. Right, because, like, that's actually one thing I think they got right with Zeo, because the Zeo had those forms, the Super Zeo Zord 
had those as well. But the the like mega form when they got into Pyramidus was like so big. It was incomprehensibly huge. Like it was fucking Serpentera size. Yeah, and this is not, so that's weird. I mean, whatever. Again, it's Power Rangers. It's not it's yeah. not insane, I mean, we, we know but, the real reason, because it would be weird for them to make two different sizes of the same monster suit. Right, yes. Uh, I do wonder how the toys uh, worked. I never had this one, so I the wonder toys if they are were... Probably, like, the toys probably just follow more logical sense, like they're probably the individual parts are smaller, or the Megazord's bigger, one or the other. Maybe yeah. both. Um, so they, they are able to get, uh, Phantom Ranger away. Uh, Cassie jumps out of her Zord and comes down to see him and is, and blasts him out of his cage. Uh, and then is like, let's get you someplace safe. Uh, and then he's like, wait, but you've got to fight the monster. And she's like, okay, I'll just abandon you here on the street then. Goodbye. Well, he basically says like, don't worry, I'm fine. You need to go form the Megazord. And she's like, okay, we'll do that in several minutes. Well, well, he says you should create the Meg- the rescue Megazord, and they say it like they say. She says, "Oh, that might work," as though they hadn't considered making the Megazord. <laughs> wait, wait! You mean these things can can combine? Why did no it, one tell us? It is sort of funny because they did just get these robots from a stranger, so I guess they just were like, be- "Well, surely these can't also do that." Like. <laughs> It'd be funny if they actually leaned into it, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, it made me laugh. Uh, there's a song here that, Eric, if you could put a little bit of in. Oh, about being invincible? Yeah, as much as I love uh, Power Rangers butt rock, this one uh, is pretty bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's going off. All the Rangers are posing in their individual Zords. Uh, and then they fight for a while. Uh, Metallosaurus really abuses the tail whip attack to just hit all of them at once over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like me in fighting games. Come find me in Fantasy Strike, you losers. My panda will beat your ass. (laughs) I'll just do that Blanca roll over and over again until my super gets big, throw my dice, do the Blanca roll, hit you with the dice on the counter bounce. Boom, I'm good at fighting games. I need to play that game. I've heard it's good. Also, what's what's fun is that like I I haven't played Fantasy Strike, but I've played the two other games that use those characters, uh, mm-hmm. Yomi and uh, and and Puzzle, Puzzle Strike. Strike. Yeah, and like that panda character is a tremendous pain in the ass to deal with because he's a, he's the he's literally the gambling character. Like yeah, he's like the best character Yomi is in already about playing is like it's already a card game. Like you already draw random cards, and then he like you draw random. He's like I. You it's play Blackjack, his special in Jomi is Blackjack, which is kind of a shame that his special here is just, like, a giant, like, a lot of items happen, but, like, yeah. I wish there was, like, a little mini game like, in Yomi when, like, literally, oh, yeah, now like, you're, I'm just playing Blackjack for by myself. Here's a card game in your card game. Like, yeah. it's wild. I do I like briefly, Yomi. now that we've talked about uh, fighting games... I want to mention that I have been playing the Power Rangers fighting game again uh, because RJ came out and I got really excited and I bought all How's the, the wolf? 
Uh, yeah, he's a wolf man, and I. I said, my, "How's the wolf?" <laughs> and he's my favorite, and I bought oh, all okay. the DLC packs, uh, and he's not in those because he's oh in the third. Oh my god! Thir- what? Well, he's. It's like how often happens in fighting games where there's like season packs, and there's mm-hmm. three characters in each. And I did not realize he is the seventh character, so he's not in the ones that, <laughs> well, <laughs> that I bought. So that's frustrating, but that's I'm okay. I'm sorry. Gold Ranger Did you get fun. to play with your wolf eventually or no? Yeah, I just bought him individually because I'm a, I'm a consumer whore, uh, but it's fun. So, so uh, speaking of crazy shit and fighting games, <laughs> so. Speaking of consumer whores. Anyway, uh, yeah, by the toys, kids. Uh, <laughs> this fight does something that I think is super dope as hell. There are multiple moments throughout this fight where Metallosaurus is about to get the upper hand on one of the like one of the Zords, and the Zord like turns it around on him by turning back into a vehicle strategically. Like yes. there's a bit where like Metallosaurus has. Carlos's Zord on the ground, like the Zord is lying on its back, it's being crushed and it just turns into the dump truck and flips him, and it's, it's great. The, it's the best, it's like it's my favorite thing about good Transformers cartoons about like the good scenes in Transformers where they're going back and forth to get an advantage mm-hmm. like that. that's that's really cool when that happens yeah, in if this. If you're a fucking shapeshifter, use that. You do it. It makes for a cooler fight. Yeah. Um, now, eventually, uh, uh, Metallosaurus shoots another bob bomb or, or bullet bill at, uh, TJ. It's kind of uh, both. It's a little angry ball. And he catches it and hucks it back at him. Uh, and then they decide to finally go into Megazord mode. Um, it's, so, okay. The Megazord's fine. I don't know. I I feel like I'm sort of starting to get to where I can't differentiate. Yeah, like I I thought I liked the uh the first um Turbo Megazord. I thought it was pretty cool and like slimmed down. And I think this one looks fine. I just don't really have that much to say about it, other than the fact that uh, as we learned, um, uh, uh Phantom Rangers um. Uh, name in Sentai is VRV Master, and there's just Vs all over this Megazord that are not explained, which is fine, but it is funny to I mean, all the notice. Cs that were on the old ones weren't explained, so it's totally, like whatever. Yeah, it's just I noticed them more now that I know that. So uh, here's a weird thing about this this Megazord. So it forms out of the humanoid versions of the smaller Zords. Like, they, they right. come together, it's big and blocky. That means that the process from start to finish to form this Megazord, first the Tokyo Dome opens up, <laughs> and right. a big old train of carrier ve- vehicles rolls out. Then yes. they open up, and then the smaller vehicles like pile out of the smaller, uh, like pile out of the carrier vehicles. Right. Then they have to turn into peoples. Right. Then they have to gain top speed while on their on their heelys going down the highway, uh-huh. an entirely separate road because like they have to go somewhere other than where the carrier vehicles in the Tokyo Dome are. Uh-huh. And then they come together into the Megazord. Are you saying that this is like a little bit of a complicated process and yeah, maybe they like could have it pared is, it, it down? Yeah, it is minimum a, th- a three-step process. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, from from train to small zords to standing zords to 
to the, the Megazord. Given that this is the series where they finally decided to uh, give the monsters the ability to stop them from transforming by like yeah. hitting them, uh, it does seem funny that they, they have the most elaborate sequence yet of turning into the Megazord. Yeah. And like, listen, the the initial like the the Turbo Megazords uh, morphing sequence was also elaborate and also made like. It happened in a way that made very little sense for the monster to just wait for it to happen because they had to like do these fucking Mad Max stunts and slam into each other. But at least they, we went straight from car to Megazord. There weren't any like additional steps, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this Megazord's fine. I don't really have a problem with it. It it feels really uh, Voltroni to me. It, it's partially oh, that's it's super Voltroni, like in a way that most head. of them are not. Because it's got a big V on it, but yeah, it, it feels very, um, like, I guess because it's vehicles and so is the car, mega, the uh, Turbo Megazord, but the Turbo Megazord, I feel like, um, is a little bit sleeker. Uh, be, I think partially because it's vehicles, it, it looks very symmetrical, and I always like when the Megazord, it's like, well, that side's foot is the tiger and that side's the Triceratops, so they look, it looks more like a conglomeration of things, I guess. Yeah. It, um, it is, it is very even. Uh, but there is one thing about this, uh, combining sequence that I really love that the Sentai does, which is there's a moment where we get a zoom in on the, on the Megazord's chest. And they fucking green screen the Rangers being in the cockpit for yeah, a shot. Yeah, that's cool. I like that part. Like, I kind of like that they established that, like, yeah, there's just peeps in there. Like, here's here's where the Rangers are sitting. Yep. That's neat. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting they're not in the head also, but okay. So they turn into the Megazord, uh, and immediately the Artillotron, which is uh, the big carrier Zord, Shoots some beams at the Megazord and gives it big guns. Yeah, we, we actually didn't talk about that. The fucking the carrier caravan stacks on top of itself to form another separate thing. Yeah, but but it's very like again. I called it Artillotron. I, that's only because I looked it up. It's they really don't talk about this other Zord at all. Oh, it's that's weird. a bad name. That's yes. a name that you uh, come up with for your mech role-playing game. Like, you didn't come up with a mech for that mech, for a name for that mech, and you're like, ah, it's Artillery, an Artillatron. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not good. Um, and it's funny because, like, the other Carrier Zords have gotten some, some spotlight, you know? We've mm -hmm. had, uh, Titanus and, and, uh, Tor and, Tor. Uh, Pyramidus and stuff like that, but uh, they don't give this a name and barely even show it. Anyway, it just teleports yeah, over. Yeah, the show these... super doesn't acknowledge it in any way, so, you know. Eh. Yeah, uh, but it does give its huge guns to the, the car Megazord, which made me laugh really hard for some reason. I guess because I didn't know what its attack was going to be, but two bazookas was not really what I was thinking. Oh, it's not even two bazookas. One is a bazooka, the other is a Gatling gun. Yeah, it, it it's very funny. Uh, they just blow the hell out of this thing. It's it's and what's what's great is they don't they don't necessarily shoot Metallosaurus. They shoot straight for General Havoc, 
which makes the fact that he's exposed in the cockpit that much funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that thing goes down. They did it. Great work. Two giant guns. That'll do it, I guess. Uh, it's They go back down to try and uh, save the Phantom Ranger, but he has left. Um, but they, they, they realize they still don't have the ruby. Um, we cut down to, uh, uh, Divatox's submarine and Havoc's like, well, they're okay. on the space base. So what, what's that? Sorry. They're on the space base. What? Remember, her, her, her submarine is in the space base. Now, oh, remember? that's right. I forgot. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so they're in this, uh, the submarine on the space base and, uh, Havoc's like, well, I didn't do good there, uh, but I'll come back and I'm going to bring reinforcements and it's going to be fine. And Diva Tux is like, okay, but last time you promised you would do that, it took you a hundred years. So like, please hurry it up a little bit. Uh, and Havoc walks off. I guess he's not dead, but you know, it's not, nah, he's fine. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's doing all right. But, uh, Diva Tux still has the Ruby. So she says, let's see how powerful you really are. Uh, and asks Porto to, uh, uh, she has a plan, so she's going to do something with the, with the ruby. Well, it's um, great, because she says, uh, she says, like, Porto, and he responds with, yes so. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good bad joke. I liked that part. Um, so, uh, we, uh, we cut down to, uh, TJ, Cassie, and Ashley, and they're talking about the test, uh, and... They are say it was really hard. Uh, TJ says that there was four. He was pretty sure he got. And Cassie says that that's four more than her. Uh, so, you know, bummer. <laughs> Basically just, yep, we failed. <laughs> um, we uh, They cut over to, or sorry, they call Alpha and the, he says, you know, I still haven't found any trace of the Phantom Ranger or the Ruby uh, but I'm not giving up, and they try to console Cassie. We then get a shot of the Phantom Ranger in the weird tunnel from last episode. Um, and he's he's fucking dictating what he thinks is going to be the last entry in like his journal or something. Right. He's, he's like, final entry. I gave the Rangers their new Zords, but I lost my ruby. I'm probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically like, well, I'm super dead. I may um, have goofed there. Dear journal. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. but so I looked it up. We're actually not gonna see General Havoc again for a while. Weird. Okay. So so these three episodes we just had are his only appearances in Turbo. He's in the first episode of In Space, and then he's in both parts of the two part finale to In Space. See, huh. but I, I bet think that it's all yeah. Ensemble stuff. I bet he never does actually really I never, does anything. He never talks again. Even this might be the last like l- episode where he has a line, which is kind of a shame because I really like him. Yeah, he's fun. It's again, it's like the more competent guy coming in, losing one fight, and then just being like, "Well, goodbye." Then well, I'm done. Well. I'm fuck this shit. Listen, if they Damn, that if sucks. they were able to beat me with my killing myself plan then i i think i I give up yeah 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 that sucks if we're really done with this guy because like i've spent the last like three episodes gushing about this dude i really like general havoc 
He's fun. It's a bummer. But they, I, I think they do this and, you know, I don't know the reasons, but I speculate that they're like, well, we don't want to like pull spotlight too hard from our real villain. Um, also maybe there's just not that much, uh, you know, footage of them. I don't know, but they, they've done this a couple times now and it's, it's a bummer. Oh God. It, maybe we were just straight up back on the submarine at the end there. Maybe we're just done with the space base. I, that's what I thought. I I thought the space base was done, but who knows? I guess we'll yeah, find out. I don't know. If, if, if he's gone, his base probably is too. And tragically, that probably means the Wumpers are gone too. No! Oh, yeah. I like them. They're silly looking. Uh, so yeah, that's the episode. Um, I do have uh, a question. I have a number of them, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I have a question from the audience is what I meant to say. <laughs> um. Uh, more of a comment, I guess. But uh, the so if you have questions or comments, you should send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude at Gmail dot com is our email. Um, from Tim, uh, basically he 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 says, uh, "Hey, I I wanted to write in. I know you guys wanted some questions, but I don't really have anything to ask about Turbo." it's not my jam which is fine um and he basically wanted to let us know that his uh he grew up on power rangers and now his kids have been watching it okay. on netflix and he wanted to give us some impressions uh they are eight and five okay and we've often been like i wonder if kids watch this now this, if they would react yeah, this way or babies, that way we have called it yeah and he had some um uh, some notes. The first one is, you know, even though as as we've been, we've long since noticed Tommy kind of sucks and is not that interesting, does not matter to small children. He has the coolest shit and they love him. They love Tommy. He's got the coolest sword. Uh, and apparently when the first time he left the show, they cried. <laughs> So they were very oh. upset. Oh, no. <laughs> I cry every um, time he comes back. <laughs> but that's that's good to know. Press because like if you cry every time. <laughs> it, 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 it's something we, we really speculated on. But, like, yeah, kids don't really care about the characterization or lack thereof. He's got the neat stuff. And that's all that matters. So, uh it's interesting to note that um, the uh, he also notes, you know, you had talked about uh, the Power Ranger, the Zord fights, how we were. We really enjoyed them when we first started the show. They started started to get boring. Um, he says, at least in season one, almost all of the good Zord battles occur in the first quarter of the season. If you huh. pick an episode uh from the first 20 episodes or so, you'll see a good a good Zord fight, any of the other sections, and it's going to probably have the Megazord going straight to the finishing move. So it wasn't just that we got bored of it. Uh, they just, the show got Stop bored of it. Or, them, yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. Um, the kid's favorite Zord is uh, the Dragon Zord in battle mode specifically. Which I wonder if that's just because you only see it like three times. Uh, but that was interesting. I, I think that thing looks cool too. Yeah. Um, 
do not think Balkan Skull is funny, which is a big bummer, bummer for me. I, I loved Balkan Skull. <laughs> I think season one, Balkan Skull specifically, are more a miss than a hit. Yeah, that's true. Because especially in season one, they are like weirdly mean, mm-hmm. like a little too much sometimes. So that's a good point. I, I did forget about that. Uh, like we have, and then this is not but, like pianist skull or or yeah, any of that right. stuff that we really really like, or Balkan skull yeah. saving the day, or you know, yeah, uh, fair point, fair point. And then uh, he he says he tried to get them excited about the other rangers, uh, <laughs> especially Zach, Zach, who he really likes. Uh, but basically they were, the two kids would fight over who was Jason and who was Tommy and they didn't give a crap about the other ones, which is a bummer. That, the fandom, those two kids are encompassing the fandom. So it's funny that, you know, we, I, I know not all of us who watched it as kids, but sort of the experience that, that the, that those of us who did had as kids, and then as we watched it as adults, we're like, oh, you know, Kimberly's really cool or, or, or whatever. Uh, but if you bring a new kid in, they're basically just going to go right back to the leader and the, and the cool weird one. <laughs> so there you go. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. The uh, cool so thanks, weird Tim, one for- hadn't shown up yet, Zach. Um, <laughs> Rocky's not there. Wait, wait, wait yeah, a season. He is a weird one. <laughs> He's a cool weird one. Fair point. Um, but yeah, so send us in questions uh, and we'll, or comments and we'll read those. I, I always like recipes, hearing comments. That, that works too. Your best yeah. Power Rangers recipe, do it. Yeah. I, I, could, I could go with some recipes. I'm trying to figure out some simple shit to make in my crock pot, you know? Yeah. Ooh, crock pot recipes yeah. are fun. Yeah. I'm trying here's, to think here's of- the thing. You got to bear in mind, I'm incredibly fucking lazy, so... The fewer ingredients, the better. Well, that's why you get a crock pot is you yeah. just put yeah. it in there and sit it. I'm trying to think of because I can think of Power Rangers related like cocktails because it's mm-hmm. easy to make bright colors. But I'm gonna say that if you have a crock pot dish that's like green, yellow, red, <laughs> black. <laughs> <laughs> and and blue that might be a problem actually. <laughs> Something um, went wrong somewhere. But I'll I'll we'll I'll, I'll look around. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Fabi, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, sure, you can find uh, everything that I do on Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter.com. You can also find the book, well, one of the books that I wrote for, uh, Pathfinder Lost Omens Legends. Uh, it's a long name. It's a cool, really cool lore book with a bunch of different characters. It's, uh, very, very rules light. It is for Pathfinder second edition. But if you're just looking for fantasy characters for your campaign, I cannot Cannot recommend this book highly, and not just because I'm one of the doofuses who wrote it. All the other doofuses are very good too. Um, and <laughs> a, if you're a like a group of doofuses, but Fabi, I like Pathfinder. It's specifically 
Well, then there are some like couple cool stuff for you, but also the other book that I I worked on. Uh, you, if you honestly, if you like Pathfinder, you probably already bought it. It's the Pathfinder Second Edition Advanced Player's Guide. Uh, in it, I did a couple of items. I did some really good gay gloves. I did a potion that lets you share your memories. Some magical items and potions over there. You can check those out. Also, if you don't use Pathfinder specifically, uh, there are good ideas for items yeah. that I'm sure you could like translate into yeah. other systems I, pretty I, easily. It's harder for me to to like tell someone to get the advanced player's guide just because the items are just like one part of it. A lot sure. of it have new classes and the new like you can play as kobolds now. Uh, and a bunch of yeah yeah they they have a one of the new specializations. It's like uh, Batman is like an investigator. Uh, oh, nice. Just want, want to be like a detective. You can do that. It has a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, but like it, bang for your buck. Your that's going to be the one that if you want to play Pathfinder, you get, uh, and everyone else should get Lost Summon Legends. It's, I have this feeling that it's going to get overlooked because those books came out at the same time. But Lost Omen Legends means a lot to me. It's a really special book. And okay. I highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, and uh, so uh, also speaking of uh, tabletop games, uh, here on AudioEntropy.com, there is Eidolon Playtest. Uh, it's, a, it's a game that our friends Luke and Molly are making. Uh, we, have a, we have two campaigns going of, of our playtest. It's an actual play podcast. It's really fun. Uh, there's the rock group and the pop group that both Fabi and I are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a system designed to sort of emulate the feel of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in Persona, where we all like make soul powers based on our character's psyches and battle it mm-hmm. out, and it's a fun time. And nothing and, uh, bad ever happens. Nothing bad ever happens, uh, and I think uh, it's it's already out uh, as of as of this recording. It's out on the Patreon feed, patreon.com slash Eidolon playtest, I believe. Uh, as of uh, this coming be, to air, it should be in the public feed. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it should be in the public feed. Pop 9 is really good. Like, I think yeah. all of us involved are extremely proud of that episode. It came out real strong. Um, it's, it's, it's a good... It's... It's a lot, but it's a good one. I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's the most anime Eidolon has gotten, maybe ever. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we we make a good podcast, I would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Rock Group is also extremely good in a in a yeah. different way. Uh, they fought the Roadrunner like three weeks ago. I'm glad you make one good podcast because it's not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. and yeah, just, uh, if you haven't been listening to it, it's, it's a fun time. And I mean, listen, you've, you've listened to 240 something episodes of this. You can listen to like, I don't know, 20 episodes of that, that we've done so far. Yeah. Check it out. Catch up now before the, before the archive gets really big. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. And you can find me on Twitter at Chinchia McChilla. Uh, and I don't have anything specifically to plug. However, if you are a fan of, uh, War and Beast, the uh, Beast Wars Transformers podcast that was on Audio Entropy, you should keep your eyes open on their social media because something might be happening. 
Woo! Woo. So check that out. Um, and yeah, check out audioentropy.com for lots of other cool podcasts. Uh, so that's going to do it for us this week. For Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. And I've been Fabi. And may the power protect you always. See, you really confused me when you wrote the sign-off order and you put Mike, Fabby, Zach. I thought you were mm-hmm. going to just sign off, like, again at the Zach? end or something? We were just, do, maybe do we just cycle one? forever. Zach, like, just Zach, are you still us. recording? Yeah. No, Zach, are you still recording? Damn, I, was, I wanted to make you sign off again. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. I'm stopping the recording. <laughs>